0: Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch and welcome to Ovicast, the Chug of Sheep Podcast. Each episode will bring you less insights, advice and technical updates for the sheep industry. Dr. Frank Campion joins us for this episode of Ovicast to give us an update of how performance has stacked up in the lowland better farm flocks this year at Wienan. We discuss the lamb performance, its implications for sale, feeding and finishing strategies that will be implemented on the farms in the coming weeks and the overall importance of assessing weight of lambs on commercial farms at the moment. And being realistic about the expected time of finish. We finish up with Frank Elliott the importance of internal parasite control and monitor more, and more importance as the season progresses. We start off with Frank giving us an update on the Winnowids and how they compare to previous years. What we're
1: seeing in a general trend is probably typical to what we're hearing around the country as well is that performance is behind where it would have been this time last year and it seems to have tailored off in that kind of seven to 14 week period and I suppose that's, like I said, that's quite typically what we would have seen. There's you know, potentially different reasons for it on the farms. One of the reasons we're kind of looking at particularly at the minute is maybe it was grass supplies and particularly grass quality. You know, end of May, start of June, things might have got a bit ahead of us. And then on some of the farms, dry conditions would have slowed growth a little bit. And we might have been inclined to graze heavier covers that we might have in other years just to try and make sure we kept enough grass ahead of us. So... That's kind of where we're sitting at at the minute. So I suppose the plan, the thing we to do with the weights now is they are what they are, is to make plan going forward.
0: I think, Frank, that's fair enough. Like we had you on a couple of weeks ago, more or less up to seven weeks, performance was good. It was on par with last year, some ups, some downs, but an average performance was quite good. Anecdotally, as you indicated around the country, a lot was the land performance did tail off a lot in that May period Grass quality probably is the biggest reason for parasite challenge, other things kicking in as well.
1: Mm. Yeah, no, exactly. And look, at most of the flocks would have had to go in with a, an antelomintic drench sometime between that 7 and 14 weeks. that so there would have been an antelomintic challenge. And that will, you know, if you don't get in on time, it will affect growth. But I don't think that's the overriding problem that we're seeing this year.
0: No, and certainly look at the weather conditions weren't typically a fairly summer. So it wasn't either grass, it gets stressed, stemmy early. And you indicated in the last time we had on you, yeah. there was paddocks that should have been dropped out maybe in the northern half of the country with conditions they weren't dropped out. Them heavier covers has a knock-on impact.
1: Exactly, exactly. And I think we sometimes get, we forget that, that, you know, things might go of keelter on the farm for a a few days or a week or two, but we have to remember that those impacts, we
0: can see them for weeks to come too, particularly in something as sensitive as lamb growth. So just maybe, Frank, put a little bit of numbers around this. What are the weaning weights coming in? Like, maybe give me an example of some of the farms, like what happened between 7 and 14 weeks? And suppose, look, we have to be conscious, performance always drops off during that period. So how would that compare to previous years?
1: Yes, look, at, as, you, as you said, your second performance will always drop off, off after seven weeks and up to 14 weeks. But I suppose just looking at three of the flocks will be quite similar in terms of their stocking rate, their litter size and their weaning rates and their system. You know, from seven to 14 weeks, we were seeing growth rates in twin lambs on average about 215 grams per day. And overall, from birth to weaning, those tree farms, those three farms are looking at about 260 grams per day. And lambs are coming in on average. Twin lambs again coming in on average just over 30 kilos, and we'd like to see them closer to the, the 32 mark really at that stage.
0: And these same farms, them twin lambs, have been doing somewhere between two eighty to 330 grams. I'm assuming in that first seven weeks.
1: Yeah, exactly. All those three farms were looking at from two seventy five up to three thirty one for those three farms from birth to seven weeks. So. That second period, they're back, what, 20, 30 grams on previous years? Back about 25 to 30 grams, a little over maybe on, on previous years, Kieran, You know, and that's why we're seeing that kind of an average two kilo reduction in the weaning weight in the twin lambs.
0: So, look, I suppose that's something we've a lot of interest in, but at a practical level, that average weaning weight is back on the farms by two, maybe three kilos in some cases. That's going to have an impact, Frank, on sales and some of those terms. Obviously, it's not on all of them, Um. Well, just set the picture for me. How has that had an impact so far, William? Is drafting yeah. back for some? Is it ahead?
1: No, so look, at you're right, Kieran. It's it's not for every farm and it's important. Remember that there's a variation in these flocks, the same as there's a variation in any group of farms that you'd look at. But I suppose drafting is probably slightly back slightly back in other years, as you would expect when weights are going to be back. But, you know, I the main focus for the lads now is what they're going to do with them for the next few weeks. You know, and to kind of get a handle on what they have and what they don't have. And, I think often the temptation when performance is back is we will say, well, look, what, we need to do something drastic here and we'll run in and start throwing concentrates at the problem or start doing things radically. It's about making a, a plan. So if we look at the, the weaning weights, and we've talked about growth rates and average weights, and they're interesting, but they often hide the story. And it's not the real, they're not the real figure at farm level that we probably need. It's, you know, what categories your lambs fit into? So what we've done with the lads is we've looked at the weight categories in terms of, you know, how many lambs are, Less than twenty-five kilos. How many are greater than 35 kilos? How many lambs are sitting in between? You know, and the lads will sit down and look at their weaning weights and break it down like that themselves as well. And basically, so, those kind of less than twenty-five kilo lambs, there's probably about ten percent of the lambs in each of those flocks sitting at that. And you know, we're not going to panic about them for the minute. It's the the rest, and we're going to see how we can move them along. So,
0: in in reality, so Frank, for them, real late lambs on those farms, they're long keep lambs. Those farmers, I'm assuming, have adapted the systems to carry them right the way through
1: exactly yeah so for 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 the for the lads in the program what their idea with those lambs is exactly as they're long keep they're going to be left on grass for the summer good quality grass that is and managing the main bunch of lambs they're not going to run in and start feeding those lambs meal feeding them around like that till later on in the year some of them lambs won't be gone out of the farm until early next year and there's no problem with that because we've seen over previous years there'll be a jump in lamb price at that stage and they have the system adapted that they can hold on to some of those lambs over the winter
0: I think, Frank, just in your experience in the store lamb finishing work you've been involved in, like for some of them lambs, grass intake, physical intake is one of the limiting factors to meal supplementation. You're not going to get that response. You're not necessarily going to get as good a response in those light lambs anywhere if you do put in that level of feed.
1: No, that's exactly it, Karen. You're not You're not going to miraculously make that very slight lamb suddenly into a good lamb by feeding it about a meal. In most cases, what you'll end up doing, as you say, intake is limited to a certain amount anyway you'll get a very modest increase in growth rate, but not enough to make any big difference. And that you're better off to put some cheaper gain on those true gra- true grass rather than run in with your meal. So that's the tail enders. Mm.
0: Take me through the rest of the lambs in those farms.
1: So look I suppose what we'd be looking at then is to see where the rest of them are sitting. And you know, if it's a case that we're worried that there's a very a lot of light lambs or a lot of behind performance lambs on the farm and we want to start feeding a bit of concentrates, that those lambs that we've pulled out, there's about 20% 20, 25% in each of the flocks of the lambs that are 35 kilos plus. You know, now some of them will have been drafted away in a small percentage of them, and some of them are still sitting there. And if we're going to feed meal to them, it's about we'll concentrate it at them. So we'll have what we call a finishing group. And basically, from here until throughout the summer, there'll be kind of any lamb that hits, put in kind of 10 kilos of drafting weight, we pull them out into this group. They'll be getting a small amount of concentrate, somewhere between 300 grams and a half a kilo a day, been fed out in trucks. And we'll be finishing out that group the whole summer. And as lambs come up to the weight, you know, as come in within, you know, 10 kilos of the drafting weight, they'll they'll start drifting into that group as well and going on a little bit of concentrates. And then everything else will be basically run as one group in as much as possible. They'll be getting the best first access to the best quality grass. Generally the oars or some group of dry sheep will be following behind them, cleaning, cleaning out behind them, so that they the lambs are only having to graze out to kind of five and a half, six centimeters, and the oars will come in and clean out behind them.
0: So I'd- we're going to be Dev's advocate here for a moment, but we're, you're not blanket feeding everything because obviously them tail enders are going to consume a lot without getting that performance.
1: Yeah.
0: And you're not going to wait now until hit mid to late August for grass supplies are getting tight and then realize with a lot of lambs left, we need to move them. So feeding that 25 kilo up group, that finishing group, mm. it's giving you a regular draft and it's dropping the overall numbers on the farm. It's probably allowing you, Frank, to carry those later lambs for longer.
1: Well, that's exactly it, Karen. You're moving you're you're not you're not waiting and seeing and waiting until you get into mid-August and suddenly grass getting tight and you're in a in a in a panic situation. And as you said, because you're moving lambs consistently throughout the summer, you are freeing up that extra bit of grass that you can keep the lighter lambs and the tail enders longer out from grass into the year. So it has a knock on effect. And I suppose the basic thing, because in our case the lads have all the lambs weighed and we can make that decision, we can see where our weights are sitting and you know, in other years maybe her performance will be ahead of her, you know. Where we'd want it to be, we might wait a couple of weeks. But if performance is behind and we're worried about getting lambs moving, well, then this is a way of going in without having to blanket feed and throw concentrated at lambs that are still going to be looking at as in November and December. We're getting in there, we're targeting the meals feeding at the lambs that are going to give us the best return out of it. That's, you know, that's something I think most flocks can do. You might not have to weigh every lamb in the flock, but go and weigh a, a genuine proportion of them, a representative selection and see where you're sitting and then make your decisions based off it.
0: Even even to get your right and it is a practical yeah. thing you can do. Just splitting now on the basis of weight, what's nearer finish, what's going to be long keep, and being realistic about that finishing time.
1: Exactly, yeah. And you know we have to be very realistic about, it. and we get hung up on maybe I want X amount of lambs gone by the end of September, and you know it's you have to be realistic about where your lambs are sitting as to what targets you want to or need to hit. And some of our lower stock farms, you know, we're better off letting the lambs run on on grass. Put on a bit of cheap gain, and if they're gone, those few weeks later in the autumn, it's you. What we've seen in previous years is that the price has come has come up, and those lambs have been better value going later in the year. You know, so there's no need to panic with them.
0: So just uh, we talked a little bit of feeding the groups away, categories general mm-hmm. lamb management on the farm. I imagine there's a lot of in the system. What way they work on the grazing management? Yeah, so look at
1: immediately after weaning for most of the lads, their aim was to get the, the lambs in on the on the aftergrass. I suppose once the the oars and lambs have been separated for a couple of weeks and the oars are dried off, the oars will start following in behind the lambs. So look, the lambs will go in initially to the grass. We're trying to target somewhere between 8 and 10 centimetres of a cover that we're going into. Lambs will graze it out down to kind of five and a half, six. The oars will come in then and clean it out to around 4 centimetres. I suppose the big thing with that is residency period. So they're trying to get lambs into a paddock to get 3 to 4 days and they're moving on again so that they're not spending a week or two weeks in the one paddock trying to graze it out to the the desired height. They're moving constantly, they're moving quickly, and they're always going into good quality grass. I suppose the second big element then of the the land management at the minute is the antelmintics. So all the lads are doing um, taking dung samples, and we're dosing according to the results of those. I suppose, like I said, so far nearly everyone has gone in with at least one drench at this stage. And we're starting to see counts starting to come back up again now. And I suppose this summer we're hoping to do a number of reduction tests on some of the farms just to see how well the anthelmintics are working.
0: And that faecal egg sampling, Frank, that's what kind of frequency? Every two to three weeks?
1: Yeah, so every two to three weeks the flocks are doing it, I suppose. Okay. Ideally we'd be going every two weeks, it just depends on when the last dose was given. And look, you know, so sometimes that can stretch out to be three weeks, but no more than that.
0: Okay, and look, you, t- you touched on something that's very important there. It's one thing you're doing on the farms; so some of you are going to test efficacy, some of them commonly used products. We know as the year progresses, it becomes more challenging. It is probably one of those things that ha- impinged performance as we head into that August-September period.
1: Yeah, it can be. It can be, you know, and I suppose sometimes we can maybe, what we've seen in previous years is that we do get, um, you know, we get the initial dose done, things look good, and uh, suddenly we get a big hit for then coming into August, September, and we mightn't be quick enough to react to it. So if we're regularly taking the, the faecal samples and keeping an eye on it, we'll get in on time and we won't put any check
0: on growth in that August, September period of time. Frank, look, it was good getting updated and I think it's, it's resonating with what we're seeing around the country. Probably the key message out of it all is check where you are at the moment and if you need to supplement, target that supplementation. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly it. You know, if,
1: if you're not happy with where you are, you know, make a plan. There's no need to panic and throw the creep feeder out in the middle of everything. It's a bit of targeted supplementation of the right type of lambs will help mo- speed up the drafting pattern and allow you maybe to keep some of those tail end
0: lambs longer into the year. Okay. Frank, good getting an update from you. We'll have you back on again in the autumn, I'm sure. Thanks for that today. Thanks, Karen. we We're going to wrap the episode up at this point. Updates on the Better Farm program are available on the sheep section on Chugga's webpage, also in the Chugga Sheep newsletter. And we'll have Frank on again later in the year on this podcast. That's it for me for this episode. Again, for any updates on the sheep program, keep an eye on our Twitter page at Chocolate Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and get notified of any new episodes.